Zephy Trevino was a normal teenage girl growing up outside of Dallas, Texas, with a life that revolved around family, church, and softball. When Zephy got to high school, though, a boyfriend introduced her to drugs and then broke her heart. Then, 19-year-old Philip Baldenegro swooped in through social media to prey on this vulnerable high school sophomore. Baldenegro introduced himself to Zephy's parents as a friend of Zephy's from school and soon used psychological manipulation, violence, and intimidation to drag Zephy into the dark underworld of sex trafficking. Alarming changes in Zephy's behavior prompted Henry and Crystal Trevino to install a tracking app on their daughter's phone. But this didn't stop Baldenegro from using Zephy's body and her misery for his profit. Then, on August 3, 2019, two men were lured to an apartment with the promise of sex with Zephy. The men were robbed instead by Baldenegro and an accomplice, and a fight broke out, resulting in Baldenegro shooting and killing one of the would-be child rapists. This is going to be a first for this podcast, an interview that takes place before trial, before a grave mistake is made, where I speak with Zeppi's lawyer, Justin Moore, and her mother, Crystal Trevino. Zephy is currently out of juvie awaiting trial while the Dallas County District Attorney tries to charge her for her sex trafficker's crime, compounding what has already been an unbelievably tragic experience by potentially sending Zephy to spend the rest of her life in prison. This is Wrongful Conviction with Jason Flom. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Welcome back to Wrongful Conviction with Jason Flom. That's me. I'm your host, of course. And today we are going to be telling a story that is happening in real time. And beyond that, it's a story that is so disturbing. You know, I think that anyone who's a parent, while it may be hard to hear, it's something that you need to hear. There are going to be action steps at the end of it, and there are things we can do to make a difference. We're going to be telling the story today of a young teenage girl named Zephy Trevino, who was sex trafficked, then re-victimized by the authorities at a time when they should have, and I believe did know better. First, I want to introduce to you an emerging giant in the defense community, Justin Moore, who is Zephy's lawyer, is here. So, Justin, welcome to Wrongful Conviction. Thank you, Jason. And today with us is one of the most uh, courageous and strong women I've ever had the privilege to know. Zephy's mom, Crystal Trevino, is here. So, Crystal, thank you for being here with us today. Thank you so much, Jason. So, this is a story of a young girl from, I'm going to just call it a normal family, right? whatever normal is. <laughs> this is a nuclear family in a town in Texas outside of Dallas. This took place in Grand Prairie, Texas, which is between Dallas and Fort Worth, just a suburb city. Tell us about Zephy growing up and about the family situation prior to this disastrous chain of events. Like you said, we're, we're a normal family. She was into sports, softball specifically, volleyball. She loves music. She loves to sing. She was just kind of one of those kids that people were drawn to. Very charismatic, laughing, having fun, and really supported by her siblings. You know, she has three older siblings, two sisters and a brother, her church family and the community, my husband and myself, softball coaches. So just what I would consider everybody's normal family. And as she entered into high school, a young man, her freshman year, introduced her to uh, drugs and a toxic relationship. And so Zephy struggled with that her freshman year, going into her sophomore year, which was her 16th birthday year. We saw so many changes, um, not just physically, mentally, starting to have a lot of anxiety and, and withdraw from her family and to see her sleep a lot and see her lose weight and just what I would consider vulnerable. You know, she was trying to overcome all these things that had happened from the previous boyfriend. And we didn't realize, but she meets Philip through social media. Um, May of 2019, we met Philip in our home. When we met him, he just did not seem the type of person that Zephaniah would normally be associated with. Very quiet, very strange. She didn't introduce him as her boyfriend, just as a friend, and asked how they knew each other. He said through school and also said that he was 17 at the time my daughter was 16. So, and of course, we're talking about 19-year-old Philip Baldenegro, who had already, I guess, identified her as a potential target and was already sort of using the various mind games and other coercive tactics to sort of draw her into his web. You know, the way this thing unraveled, it reminds me as much as anything of the movie Cape Fear with Robert De Niro, because this Baldenegro character, you know, began keeping Zephy out all hours of the night. The Trevinos, to their credit, uh, Henry and Crystal installed a tracking app on her phone because they obviously knew that things were not right 
with this new person in her life. Little could they have known just how bad it was. But then one night, she didn't come home at all. The tracking app was deleted and her phone had been turned off. You know, we had the Life360 app for kids on there that turns off social media and tracks. But when it's deleted, you know, your hands are tied. They communicated through text. And I always thought that it was my daughter texting. I I can't even say that for sure now, that it wasn't him texting, saying that the movie was over and that they would be home after eating a small bite. And and then she's gone. It was investigated as a missing persons case. She came home two days later, hadn't eaten anything. It was She was wearing clothes that had not been provided to her by the family. So all the alarm bells are going off. You know, my gut was she was on drugs. And, and to see your child decline the way that she did, it was very hard to understand what was going on because it was happening so fast. What did you do at that point? And what could you advise other parents to do in that situation? You know, you're trusting, and, and, and I'll say this, Jason, that, you know, I worked in a school district, so I always saw kids differently, I guess, in my eyes. So I never wanted to just point blank be like, this kid is no good. Um, but I, I look back on it now, and I think I, I felt it. I knew it. And so as a parent, if your gut is telling you this is not a good thing, this is not a good idea, they shouldn't have gone out to the movies, go with your gut feeling. I'm not sure what could have been done other than, you know, for parents, I would suggest be on that social media, on their phones, do whatever you can. And and I hate to say this, but they don't have privacy. Do whatever you have to do to protect your kid. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. 
The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. The predator that entered my daughter's life looked like the normal teenage person and was able to manipulate, threaten, change her, change everything that was happening in our life and in her life at the time. What I understood sex trafficking to be looked totally different than what has happened in our family. I always pictured the movie Taken where your kid is kidnapped and taken across, you know, countries and it's happening right here, right here in America, right here in Texas. And it can happen to any young girl that's vulnerable or is trusting a young boy. And we know now that this was a very violent guy. And this is, I think, a tactic that is not uncommon, which is that the trafficker will, once they identify and they coerce their victim into this web, they will then use threats of violence or actual violence against them, but also against their family. So they put the child in an impossible situation where they're saying, look, if you try to run away or you try to tell the authorities about us or whatever, we're going to harm your family. We might kill your family. And when you're sitting there in that situation and you recognize that this is a person who is capable of extreme violence, in fact, you're on the receiving end of it, there's every reason that you should take those threats seriously. And that's exactly what uh, Zephy was experiencing. And then things got really insane. On August 3rd, 2019, at around 4.30 p.m., 24-year-old Carlos Morillo and another man went to an apartment on the 300 block of Northeast 5th Street in Grand Prairie, Texas. They were lured there by the promise of sex with Zephy. Baldenegro and an accomplice, Jesse Martinez, surprised and robbed the men. A fight broke out, resulting in Baldenegro shooting and killing Morillo. And I do want to turn to you, Justin, if you can explain how this turned into what it turned into, with Zephy being charged with capital murder for a shooting that no one claims that she committed. No one. When the Trevinos reached out to me and they explained the details of this case, it was something that really grabbed me immediately. And I can't speak to specifics because I'm bound to confidentiality laws regarding minors. But what I can talk about are the facts that are incontrovertible at the moment. What we do know is that Baldenegro has admitted to being the shooter. And we do know that the two men that one of which was murdered, but the other one that was assaulted by Baldenegro and his accomplice, they were there to purchase sex from a minor child. You know, these facts are incontrovertible. Everybody knows that these are the facts. There's not one person 
on any side of this that claims that she shot a gun, held a gun. I mean, here's a young girl in a place that she's not in of her own free will. And then a dispute breaks out in the middle of a robbery that results in a murder. So what was she supposed to do? Put on some sort of superhero cape and try to stop them? I mean, she was there because she was in the process of being kidnapped and she was being held there so that somebody could make money by selling her body. And I hate saying it, I hate hearing myself say it, but that's what it was. So then this murder takes place and Zeppi, a victim, a child sex trafficking victim, is now being charged as a perpetrator. What has been widely reported was that Zephy was in pretrial custody in the Dallas County Juvenile Facility for a year awaiting trial. And obviously that spilled into the COVID-19 pandemic. I definitely want to commend you, Jason. A lot of the attention that you brought this case allowed for Zephy to be released pretrial, along with the legal work too. But I actually got word about this from Crystal and Henry, Zephy's parents. The Dallas District Attorney's Office is actually trying to certify her as an adult. So if she gets certified as an adult, she's going to be facing life in prison. If she takes this to trial and, God forbid, loses at trial, she's facing conviction as an adult for being a victim. It's a failed social policy in which we allow a young child who's been victimized severely to be placed in this position to be doubly victimized by the criminal justice system. She was 16. She was a child. There were four grown men in that place. She was the only one that was a child. She is a victim. She was being sex trafficked. She did not pull the trigger. She did not beat them. She did not steal anything. I really have a hard time understanding why my daughter is in this situation. Anytime I read about a state trying to decide whether to try a child as an adult, who gets to decide whether a child is an adult? Is that like deciding whether up is down? A child is a child. When you're 16, you don't know shit about anything. The world is still a mystery. So how does the state of Texas get to even say on a broad legal principle, Justin, that mm-hmm. that this child is an adult? We've decided that she's an adult. As a general principle, as a broad legal principle, states, especially the state of Texas, they can try a child as an adult when it comes to the severity of the crime. Or if the child through a diagnostic exam has shown themselves to have a mental type of nature that implies some level of criminality that goes up and beyond what a child should exhibit. I mean, I think it's very abstract stuff. At the end of the day, children are children. If you're under the age of 18, you can't contract to do anything with your life. You need a parent's consent. But yet when it comes to the criminal justice system, they completely ignore this element when it comes to the mental state or the mens rea of a, of a young child. So as a broad principle, I mean, it's well settled that you know children can be tried as adults in certain contexts. But practically speaking, I think this policy should be eradicated from society. I mean, you know, also you have to look at the the legacy of racism when it comes to trying children as adults. I mean, it comes from this notion of typically back in Jim Crow era in which the criminal justice system endeavored to try young black men as adults to answer for crimes in a very serious way that provided retribution or some type of bloodlust. One of the cases that haunts me is the case of George Stinney Jr., right? George Stinney Jr., of course, he was found innocent years and years later. In 1944, it was a 14-year-old boy who was charged with murdering two little white girls. 
His trial took two hours. The jury deliberated for 10 minutes and he was executed. And he had to sit on a fucking telephone book because he was so small mm-hmm. in order for them to even electrocute him. And of course, he has been exonerated, but a lot of good that does. So that goes right back to your point. That's the, that's right. the grotesque history of treating children like adults in our criminal legal system. There's no other place in society where a 16-year-old is considered an adult. The fact that we have a young child who was a victim of sex trafficking now possibly being exposed to life in prison, I just don't understand why that's the policy here. I don't understand why Dallas County is pursuing this. You know, we had public defenders at the very beginning of this case, and they told us she's not being certified as an adult. She is certified as a juvenile. So fast forward a year, how do you determine someone was a child then and an adult then? And no one has been able to answer that for me. If you're 16, you're 16, you're a child. How do you say she's an adult? I I don't understand that. You want to certify a child sex trafficking victim as an adult. It's almost perverted in a way. It's almost you're saying that, no, she was actually voluntarily selling herself for sex. And we know as children, you can't even enter a contract for anything at at that age. So I don't want to sound like a broken record, but no child can enter into a contract, especially a sex contract. But certifying them as an adult kind of counteracts that well-settled legal principle. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. 
Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Where are we now and what can people do about it? I think people can join in the advocacy that you've been doing and other folks, other thought leaders in the space have been uh, joining in on getting the word out and lifting our voices and showing the powers that be here in Dallas County that this isn't right is going to be a very important element of assisting Zephy in overcoming these charges. To donate to the legal defense, go to directlyto.org. There's also a petition that you can sign on change.org. And there's a form letter to the DA that you can sign on actionnetwork.org. And of course, follow the hashtag FreeZephy on Instagram. You can also get updates from me at It's Jason Flum. That's my Instagram, at It's Jason Flum. We'll have all of these action steps linked in the bio pressure breaks pipes. And Jason, thank you for everything that you've done. We really, really appreciate this interview. We appreciate the support, you know, Selena Gomez, Kim Kardashian, Centoya Brown, who herself has gone through a tremendous story of her own. Everyone that has supported Zephy um, since they've heard this story. There are many other victims that are out there. They need a voice. They need help. Every voice, every post, Instagram, letter written, phone call, all of those things help. Not only Zephaniah, but the legal system kind of take a closer look at what's happening, especially here in Texas, and to help the DA recognize the truth of this case. It's almost like we're so ashamed as a country that this actually goes on that we don't even talk about it. And I'm glad you mentioned Centoya, Lisa Montgomery. Of course, there's a wonderful story, the flip side, of a woman named Tara Simmons, a dear friend of mine who was sex trafficked as a young teenage girl, was in prison, and now has ended up graduating at the top of her class from the University of Washington Law School and is now an elected representative in the state of Washington. And I'm so freaking proud of her. And I hope that the future is going to look you know, as bright for Zephy and that she's going to get through this. Hopefully, Hopefully the district attorney will drop the charges and uh, basically acknowledge that this was a mistake. So now we turn to the closing of our show, uh, which is, I think, the best part every week. It's my favorite part. It's a part we call closing arguments. First of all, I thank each of you, Justin Moore, defense attorney and social justice advocate. Thank you for being here. And Crystal Trevino, thank you for you know showing us all what courage looks like. And, and now I get to turn my microphone off and leave my headphones on and just listen as each of you can share your thoughts on anything you want to share your thoughts on. And Justin, let's have you go first, if that's okay, and save Crystal for last. Thank you, Jason. I mean, in conclusion, I think this case is the canary in the cave. Sex trafficking is pervasive throughout our society. And sex trafficking, including minors, 
is equally pervasive. If we want to put an end to this, we have to start with the criminal justice system and how it treats victims that are placed in these precarious positions. If the criminal justice system endeavors not to acknowledge that victimhood, we're going to further stigmatize these folks who are involved and ensnared in these trauma bonds with these traffickers, and we're not going to empower them to step up and speak out about the abuse that they are a part of. So we need people to advocate for a criminal justice system that has compassion, but also nuance when it looks at sex trafficking victims. Until we have that, this is going to continue to be an issue, and we need to start protecting folks who can't protect themselves. Crystal. Well, again, thank you for giving us this opportunity to speak. Dallas County, the legal system in general, has not even acknowledged that my child was a victim and she continues to be victimized. Sex trafficking doesn't look like what we all have in our head or what we've been told or what's been on the news. Yes, those are very real situations, but sex trafficking can be the young adult next door. Most victims in any situation of abuse are people that you know and people that you have come to trust. I ask that there be some resources for parents when this is all said and done to help recognize signs because it is heartbreaking and it is every much a part of our life from here on out. I've said this before that this is the battle before us right now to get her free, but we'll continue to battle and we'll continue to heal from every aspect of this, from the law, from her being in juvenile, from her being victimized, for her being sex trafficked and sexually abused. Thank you for saying we're courageous, but I'll be honest, it is truly by our faith in God that has held us and has kept us. My prayer would be that the legal system recognize my daughter as a sex traffic victim and they change the law because she's not the only one. I know that. I know there are other young women and probably men that have gone through this. And when a sex traffic victim or a victim in general speaks out and you do nothing, you're literally saying they don't matter. Everyone, please keep us in prayer. Um, Pray for the DA to open his eyes and recognize and do something about it and drop this case. Don't forget to give us a fantastic review wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps. And I'm a proud donor to the Innocence Project, and I really hope you'll join me in supporting this very important cause and helping to prevent future wrongful convictions. Go to innocenceproject.org to learn how to donate and get involved. I'd like to thank our production team, Connor Hall and Kevin Wardis. The music in the show is by three-time Oscar-nominated composer, Jay Ralph. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Wrongful Conviction and on Facebook at Wrongful Conviction Podcast. Wrongful Conviction with Jason Flom is a production of Lava for Good Podcast in association with Signal Company Number One. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. 
What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.